A body was found by two joggers near Lake Stevens in Raleigh County, stabbed to death on a hiking trail nearby. The body was later confirmed to be that of David Fan, who went missing earlier in the day. At 9 o'clock on June 22, 2016, 75-year-old David Fan left his home near Mullins, West Virginia, for errands in Beckley. This case suffers from what could be considered some of the worst timing ever, especially for a potential investigation. That's because less than a day after David Fan was found dead near Lake Stevens, West Virginia suffered what would later be known as the Thousand Year Flood. This 2016 flood was devastating to many areas of the state. David Fan's case would also be harder to approach because of the flooding which washed away any evidence there might have been to help discover his killer. Welcome to Crime in the Coal Fields. I'm your host, Izzy Post. And I'm Harper Imch. And we've worked together behind the scenes to delve into these cases for a while. But now we'll be discussing the details of these crimes that we feature on the podcast together so that we can theorize and delve deeper. Every other Tuesday, we take a look at crime cases all across Appalachia. We dive into the most notorious and bizarre in order to piece them together and potentially help solve them. This podcast is an exclusive experience produced by 59 News. Crime in the Coalfields is also sponsored by Rosen Questenberry Funeral Homes and Notoriously Morbid. When originality is everything, Notoriously Morbid has you covered. We offer a full array of exciting cosmetics, and if alternative clothing is your style, we have it. Check us out online or stop by. Notoriously Morbid. Embrace your beautiful darkness. How would you like to relieve the emotional and financial burden off of those you love, express your own wishes, and avoid conflicts among family members? Call Sandy Evans at Rosenquist and Berry today. On this week's episode, we will try to theorize what happened to David Fan, the man whose murder was covered up by a 1,000-year flood. David Fan was a Vietnam War veteran who became a local entrepreneur, owning rental properties and restaurants in the area. He had a role in constructing a few businesses in the area, including a diner in the 80s. But by 2016, he had retired and was living in Mullins. He left for Beckley at 9 a.m. on June 22nd. The drive from Mullins to Beckley is a routine one, and there was no indication that David Fan would have been doing anything dangerous or out of the ordinary on that day. David Fan was planning to visit Beckley so he could purchase new hedge trimmers for a rental property at his. At 12.10 p.m. on June 22nd, he was seen at Ollie's Bargain Outlet of West Virginia Route 16. It was the very last time that David Fan would ever be seen alive. At 4 o'clock that afternoon, two joggers at Lake Stevens and Surveyor came upon the lifeless body of David Fan. He had been stabbed multiple times. His truck, a blue four-door Toyota Tacoma, was found parked in a lot less than 100 yards away. Okay, Izzy, so here's the part of the case that's very interesting to me. The fact that his truck was found I think definitively proved that he was there. He did indeed show up. For you or anybody else who's not necessarily familiar fully with the area, Lake Stevens is like a 20 minute drive from Ollie's, so not super far away. 
But for him to have been going home to Mullins, that would have been fairly out of the way. It's not on the route at all. The question is, why was he there? Yes. There has to be a reason if he drove his truck there, and that's what investigators and we are trying to figure out. Exactly. And when I was doing some research on this case, there were crime scene photos of his truck. It was parked right at one of the observation areas near some hiking trails right around Lake Stevens, and there was no damage. Like, the crime scene photos, this truck was pristine. I mean, it looked really nice. It was a good truck as well, but it was completely unmarred and later investigators did say that they spoke with his family members and people who knew him when they were investigating the truck and its contents and there was nothing missing nothing out of the ordinary some of his belongings were still in the truck and that can lead to the thought of was this a random attack but then again lake stevens is a heavily trafficked area yes yes it is so if you were going to attack somebody Why would you choose there where there could potentially be a lot of witnesses? Exactly. Well, and the trail he was found on was not one of the more remote trails. It was one of the ones that is used for disc golf, actually. A lot of potential leads there. And they did find some things about his day leading up to that, didn't they? Yes, they did. They kind of went through his entire schedule. Everything leading up to that was fairly normal. He stopped for breakfast at the Tudors on Harper Road. He went to Harbor Freight at the Raleigh Mall. That was where he was going to buy the hedge trimmers that he needed for the rental property. He stopped at Ollie's Bargain Outlet on Route 16, which is a little bit south, but I think he went there because he was going to get some extra things that he needed. And he was actually caught on security camera at Ollie's. He seemed perfectly normal coming in and out of the store. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, and he left. And then there's that gap of several hours before 4 p.m. when he was found dead. Right, and then there was that gap, and on the next day, six years ago, torrential rain fell to a great magnitude, hitting Greenbrier, Summers, Fayette, Nicholas, and Kanawha counties the hardest. It was recorded that almost 10 inches of rain fell in just 12 hours. It was the deadliest flood in the mountain state's history. More than 60 roads were closed, and some were even swept away by floodwaters. And this rain washed out the crime scene of David Fan's murder. There was no discernible reason for David Fan to be at Lake Stevens either, like we talked about. He wasn't known for sightseeing, and he walked with a limp for years prior, so hiking doesn't seem like a normal thing in his routine. No, not, not at all. I think that investigators talked to his family, and they said that there was no reason he would have been there because of that, and also because he was running his errands. He was supposed to come straight back home. He was a creature of habit, they said. And that injury combined with the fact that his schedule was very regimented and that he wouldn't have had any reason to go to Lake Stevens pulls into question, why would he have driven out there? Right. And David Fan had multiple rental properties with different tenants. So was it possible that one of them could be the perpetrator or maybe he was going out to meet one of those tenants at that area? Exactly. I think that that's one of the most common theories that some people have when they're thinking about this case and when they talk about his murder is they say that it had to have been somebody he knew, uh, one of those renters or a friend or an acquaintance perhaps, because otherwise, how would he have gone out there? They, they think that he had to have been lured out there. For sure. And the Raleigh County Sheriff's Office, Detective B.D. Stump had been on the case since the beginning and said in 2017 that there's really no telling how long this investigation will take. 
Stump said, quote, there's no set standard time frame. I believe it will get solved. If it's going to be during my career or next week, that we do not know, end quote. The main mystery that we have of this case is that David Fan, did he drive himself nearly 20 minutes out of his way from Ollie's to Stevens Lake? Or was he captured? Was he lured in some way? You know, was he abducted? And if so, why was his car there? I mean, this is all pure speculation based off of the facts that we know. But again, the truck wasn't touched. He was stabbed to death multiple times. Yeah. There was nothing rummaged through. There was nothing missing from his person. So it doesn't seem like there was a motive other than death. Perhaps what we have on our hands and what I believe the sheriff's office warned about when this happened was that there's a potentially a serial killer, somebody at large who may not necessarily have a direct motive. Maybe they didn't know David Fan, but they saw an opportunity and they took it. And that also brings into question, was it coincidence that this awful, this next set of awful storms came up the next day that were historic in the year of 2016? Or did the killer plan this? Did they know uh, any, any tracks that I leave will be covered up because of the rain? Or was it just coincidence he was there? Now this is another theory that people could have as well. We live in Raleigh County. Did David Van come upon a drug deal and they just said we have to get rid of him so that we don't have a witness? Did did David Fan witness something that put him at risk, that made him a target? Exactly, in which case he was at the very wrong place at the very wrong time because he may have chosen, you know, today maybe I will break my habit and do something a little bit different, a little bit out of the ordinary. I'll go walk around Lake Stevens. I haven't been there either in some time or, or at all. I'll go on a nice walk, even though I might have some trouble with it. It just ended up being the wrong day to decide to do that. The bottom line is there's so little evidence, any physical evidence, that this is one of those cases, one of the few cases that there may never be any conclusion. There may not, and we will never know. We will stay up to date on this, specifically with the Raleigh County Sheriff's Department, and hopefully closure is found for both Fan's family and for people in the area. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime in the Coalfields. If you know anything about the murder of David Fan, this case is still open and investigators are still pursuing any active leads. So if you have a tip that may help close this case, the Raleigh County Sheriff's Department asks that you report it to them or Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers is also offering a reward of $10,000 to the person who provides enough evidence that can lead them to an arrest. If you liked this episode, be sure to give it a five-star rating wherever you're listening and recommend it to any true crime fans that you might know. This episode has been an exclusive podcast experience presented by 59 News and sponsored by Rosen Questenberry Funeral Homes and Notoriously Morbid. This episode of Crime in the Coalfields was written, hosted, and produced by Izzy Post and Harper Imsch.